Praise God. Good morning, Grace Summit. Not that. Not yet, not yet. What are we doing? There we go. Molly's too ready. Can I have an amen? Are we streaming? Are we on? Okay, I didn't have the little light. Praise God. So good to have everybody this morning. I want to encourage you to just enter in and uh, hate the devil. Can I have an amen? Okay. Anyway, turn and look at somebody and say, I'm glad you're here. Say, I don't want you to anywhere else. And thank God it's not raining. Amen. We've had two major storms here this week, and you can see the flooding in the um, on the carpet over there, uh, major, major floods. Uh, what rain here? So anyway, but rain is always the sign of the goodness of God. So hey, anyway, so grab your hands with somebody real quick. Let us pray, and we're just going to enter into the service today. And we thank you for joining us online. Uh, I, I'm I'm amazed at some of the testimonies we get, and I'm so thankful for it. So we bless you, and thank you for joining us. And we're going to just start our service. Father, we thank you so much right now that you are here, that you are there, and that, Father, you are not only with us, but in us, the hope of glory. And so, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for all your goodness, all your graciousness, and that your spirit is here to minister to us, to set us free, to help us walk in victory in every area, and even more so, to share the good news with lost people. So, Father, we thank you today in Jesus' name that we can come and worship you, and give you glory and honor and thank you for all the good things that you've done. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. amen. Good morning, Grace Summit. He's good, amen. He's good, amen. Amen, amen. We're gonna worship him this morning. I'm gonna open us up in a word of prayer. So I'm gonna invite you. If you're not already standing, we're gonna stand and praise his name. Oh my gosh. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day and for all your blessings. We thank you for your goodness and your kindness. We thank you for your steadfastness in all seasons of life. We thank you that no matter the circumstances, we can look back and see your hand at work to keep us safe, to keep us close to you, Father God. In Jesus' name, we thank you for this day and all that you're gonna do in our lives. And all the saints said, amen. Let's sing this. I am my father's dream. He only looks on me with pride. Always so kind to me. He says I'm perfect in his eyes. Why should I ever doubt? He will never change his mind. Let's sing that again. I love. I am my father's dream. He only on me with pride always so kind to me says I'm perfect in his eyes why should I ever doubt he won't ever change his mind let's sing of his goodness this morning only ever good only ever good only ever good to me only ever good only ever good only ever good to me that's all you've ever been that's all you're gonna be only ever good only ever good let's sing that again only he's only ever good only ever good only ever good to me only ever good only ever good only ever good to me that's all you've ever been that's all you're gonna be 
Only ever good, only ever good, only ever good to me. He's good, amen? It's all in his character. He can't be anything else. In Jesus' name. I am my father's dream. Let's sing this. I am my father's dream. He only sees me with delight. My Redeemed, a reputation reconciled, the price of his suffering. He bought me with the blood of Christ. Let's praise him for it this morning, only ever. He's only ever good, only ever good, only ever good to me. Only ever good, only ever good, only ever good to me. That's all you've ever Only ever good, only ever good. Let's sing it only ever. He's only ever good, only ever good. Only ever good to me. Only ever good, only ever good. Only ever good to me. That's all you've ever been. That's all you're gonna be. Only ever good, only ever good. Only ever good to me. Sing that out. It's your nature. You can't help it. In Jesus, it's your nature. You can't help it. What could stop all your goodness? Since forever, you've been like this. And what could stop all your? Let's sing that again. It's your. And it's your nature, you can't help it. All your goodness, and since forever, you've been like this. And what could stop all your, let's sing it one more time. And it's your nature, you can't help it. What Since forever, you've been like this. And what could stop all your goodness? We thank you, God. Only ever good, only ever good, only ever good to me. Only ever good, only ever good, only ever good to me. good only ever good only ever good to me only ever good only ever good he's only ever good to me that's all you've ever been that's all you're gonna be only ever good only ever good only ever good to me he's good amen he's good in all things amen Amen. Let's praise.
praise him this morning in Jesus' name. Let's give him a round of praise this morning. name you're good in all things and we praise you for it we thank you for your faithfulness and your kindness in Jesus name let's sing this out you go before you go before I know that you've even gone to win my war. You come back with the head of my enemy. You come back and you call it my victory. Sing it out, you know. You know before I do where my heart can seek to find your truth. Your mercy is the shade I'm living in. You restore my faith and hope again. All I did was praise. Oh, all I did was worship. You deserve nothing less. All I did was bow down. All I did was stay still. Let's sing that again. And all I did was in every season all I did was worship yes you fought for me all I did was bow down all I did was stay still hey yeah, and hallelujah you 
Oh 
praise you, God. Oh, so help me, so help me be like Mary. Lay it down, pour it out, and I won't miss you in a crowd. Cause I love your voice and I know the sound. And Jesus, if it's you on the water in the cloud, I'll be the first one to walk out. Cause I love your voice and I know the sound. Help me be like Mary, lay it down, pour it out. And I won't miss you in a crowd. Cause I love your voice and I know the sound. Jesus, if it's you on the water or in the cloud, I'll be the first one to walk out. Cause I love your voice and I know the sound. So help me be like Mary, lay it down, pour it out. And I won't miss you in a crowd. Cause I love your voice and I know the sound. And Jesus, if it's you on the water or in the cloud, I'll be the first one to walk out. Cause I love your voice and I know the sound. Good. 
before we sing another song, I want to sing one more time. Listen for the free man singing, he's delivering me. Look out for the woman shouting, garments made me clean. Listen up for the seasons changing, he's rebuilding everything. And for the people shouting, this is Jubilee. This is Jubilee. at his voice trembles at his voice how great star God sing with me how great star God all will see how great how great is our God Time is in his hands, beginning and the end, beginning and the end. The Godhead, three in one, Father, Spirit, Son, the Lion and the Lamb. And my heart 
is our God. Yes, He is. He's the name above all names. Worthy of all praise. And my heart will sing how great is our Give the Lord a hand clap this morning. How great is our God this morning. Thank you for being with us this morning. We welcome you to Grace Summit Church. You may be seated for just a moment if you can. We want to continue to worship the Lord as we receive our tithes and offerings this morning. And uh, of course, if you're sitting in a seat, you can look for one of the envelopes in front of you and fill that out. And if you're watching online, we invite you to give as well. You can look for the things that will be scrolling across the screen. There are several ways that you can give in your worship to the Lord this morning. I will say we do have uh, some needs. The church does have some needs uh, in building fun areas that we're trying to work on. We have some plumbing needs, specifically some septic tank needs we need to take care of. And we also have um, uh, always ongoing air condition needs. Um, we also have some fire inspections that we're getting done, which are just the annual things, but they cost money. So any of that you can give this morning and list under building fund, and the Lord will bless you for it. But I want to read to you from Proverbs this morning and what the Lord says just about honoring God no matter what you're giving, whether you're bringing your tithes to him or your offerings or whatever you're bringing to the Lord. Um, it's all about honoring the Father. And in Proverbs 3, verses 9 and 10, it says this, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. And so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Give the Lord a praise for that. We have benefits when we give. Father, we thank you for this time of giving this morning. We thank you that we can come into your house and worship you. We thank you that we have a place to worship you and that you visit us here, Lord, and that your spirit comes down 
and, and rest upon us, Father God, and that you move in mighty ways and that you heal and that you bless. But Father, we want to honor you with our giving this morning, with our tithes and our offerings. So Lord, we just bring this to you this morning to give you all the honor and the praise and the glory, not only for what you have done, not only for what you are doing, but for what you are going to do. And we thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may bring your tithes and offerings down now, if you would, please. favorite part though is that is the name above all names amen who in here knows that at the name of jesus every knee shall bow uh there is something about that name. in fact i was singing who's ever heard that old song um okay i'm just going to warn everybody in the world i'm about to sing so so be prepared you know that song um there's just something about that name who's ever heard that you know oh i love that song love that song i wish i could sing it better and uh, Master, Savior, He's Jesus. Okay, anyway, I, can, I, can, I, can, I don't sense any excitement or joy out in the congregation, so we'll move on. Amen. I just, uh, I mean, I, I could have gotten a little bit of encouragement somewhere from tone deaf people, at least in the church, but I didn't even get that. So praise God. I just believe the Lord says to just hush. Can I have an amen? And I'm not even making eye contact during that. Man, it's good to see everybody this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, God is good all the time especially to me, if he's going to be good to anybody, it's going to be me. I, um, um, what, uh, are, we on, are we on the television light yet? The video lights? Maybe I can see everybody better. Never know, I might see everybody worse. I can't remember. I do see your worst, but leave it up. It does better on video. Amen. So good to have everybody this morning. Uh, if you got your Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. And a um, um, couple things to, I want to just throw out there. Uh, be continuing to pray for uh, Tony Leeport. He's here this morning. I think he's out doing security. And, uh, but his eyes healing. And thank God, uh, Retinas, pray for Joe Collins. Uh, we bless Joe. He's at home still. He's taking medicine for his heart and they're uh, believing for surgery. It is a miracle of God. He's not dead. That's the only way I can put it. And, um, and thank God uh, it is working. What they are doing is working. And so uh, thank God. And I, every time I text him or get talk, I, I remind him with length of days and long life, will you be satisfied? Amen. And if you're not satisfied, just don't leave. Can I have an amen? Just be like an in-law. Just stay around until they beg you to leave. Can I have an amen? Amen. Don't be afraid to bring that up. You're doing the, you're doing the work of the Lord, brother. Hallelujah. If you got your Bibles again, Matthew chapter five, then um, I'll, I'll ask you to be praying for uh, Pastor Lisa. Um, I don't know if it's um, allergies or something, but she's had it and it's messed up her um, breathing and she, she's, had a, she's had a long, rough week. That's why she's not here this morning. I told her to stay home and rest and sleep and breathe. And who in here knows breathing's good? Can I have an amen? Who in here's ever not been able to breathe? Well, at least you got over it. Can I have an amen? Because if not, you wouldn't have it. You wouldn't. But anyway, that's kind of scary. And um, amen. Matthew chapter five, and uh, I've been um, I've been wanting to do this for a while, and I, I got to stay behind here for just a moment. 
Uh, Matthew chapter five, if you have your Bibles, verse 13, 14, 15, and 16. This is um, in my Bible. This is a New King James Bible. All this is in red, uh, which means that Jesus spoke these verses. Uh, this means that uh, this is something we should give uh, quick attention to and not, uh, not be flipping about it. Uh, we, were looking, we were talking this morning in the um, small group about the book of Daniel. Um, it was great, it was powerful, it was a great time. Uh, if, if you missed it, I hate it. And, uh, if you need a book, let me know. I gotta order a couple more this week. And if you wanna join us, it's a great study. But it's, it's been real, it's been very foundational the way the course, the, 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 the book goes through uh, prophecy and laying that out. One of the things it dealt with is in the book of Daniel, uh, Belshazzar was uh, Nebuchadnezzar's son. And as a young man, who in here knows rich people can be spoiled, but poor people can be greedy. So you shouldn't be critical of either one. You just need to walk in humility with the Lord. And this son uh, actually took these vessels that had been sanctified unto the Lord from the Israelites when they were taken into bondage. And then he had a party and they drank from them. He took things that were holy and he profaned them. And that is something we should never do with the words of Jesus and everybody say amen. And, uh, and here, here's something else that always applies to our life. And everybody pay attention when I say this and if you're at home, the level of honor you give God's word in your life is the level of power that is manifested in your life. If you don't give it much honor or credence, it doesn't produce much. But the more honor, respect you give it, the more it produces. Um, I, I, I'll throw this out. I'm gonna tell you something right now that I started doing years ago. When I take my boots off and I take my socks off, I don't know where I learned this. I always take both socks, stick them in each other, and throw them in the dirty clothes. I don't lose socks. Now, I don't know what happens in a dryer where the socks revolt and one of them gets loose. But who in here's ever, you don't know what happened to it, but all of a sudden you got one sock. Do you know the average person in America loses 1,264 socks in a lifetime? That is $3,700 worth of socks in today's market. Now that little bit of tidbit that I gave you can save you $3,700 in a lifetime. But that sounds trite and many people will take that bit of truth and cast it aside and never get the benefit out of it. But if you value it, all of a sudden you're like, well, that's smart. I remember when I was a kid. And so I, I, I was a kid, probably my 20s. And I heard this guy say, he said, he said, if you're tired of losing socks and money was tight, so I couldn't afford to lose socks. He said, if, if, if you don't wanna lose socks, he goes, do that. I said, man, that's smart. And because I gave honor to it, it's produced in my life. So now if you don't do that, I'm not saying that you're cursed, can I have an amen? but we're gonna tell that you don't know how to do that because you're gonna be in here with one sock one Sunday. Can I have an amen? Or you're gonna have a red sock and a green sock and we know you didn't keep them matched, amen. But I know in 2023, you can say, I did this on purpose and we'll all believe it. Can I have an amen, okay. So you have to take Jesus's words very highly. And again, the measure that you give it, Jesus said the measure, it'll be measured back. So you have to, now and th th these are very common verses. This is Matthew chapter five, verse 13. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, 
or you could say also strength. How shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. So, I added so, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let's go back to verse 14. You are the light of the world. Now, in this passage, Jesus is reminding everybody we are salt and light. And we all know that we are different creatures. If you're a born-again Christian, you are a different entity on this earth. You are a different race of people. I should have gotten an amen from that. Because the Bible says if you're in Christ, you are a new creation. Old things passed away. All things are become new, which means you are new. You are different. I, uh, I was um, in a couple settings yesterday. I, uh, I thought it was funny. I went to a, uh, uh, an event yesterday. In fact, I didn't think anything about it. And um, I was the only person of non-color in this event. I didn't think anything about it. Now, what's funny is I couldn't see the video screen from where I was sitting. So I walked up and I asked these ladies, I said, can I sit at y'all's table? I said, just so I can see the screen. They said, oh yeah, please. I didn't know it. They were the speakers. So I'm sitting with the speakers. Everybody thought I was somebody. Can I have an amen? I got more business cards after that event. And I mean, people wanting to know who I was. And I had somebody said, are you speaking today? I said, no, honey. I said, I'm here to learn. That's all I'm here to do. And I, it cracked me up. But they assumed, because where I sat, I was somebody. But you know, I gotta be honest, it didn't bother me at all, being the only person who's different. And I could tell some of them were bothered that I was different, because they changed how they talked. Now, who's ever been in that atmosphere? But I don't mean this wrong, if you're a Christian, you ought to be used to that atmosphere. I mean, that ain't nothing, again, that's, that's something's always cracked me up about people and prejudice and race, north, south, and we got some people here from the, from, uh, from the beautiful north country. Can I have an amen? We know God loves the south better than the north. Can I have an amen? We have sunshine all the time. We have seasons. Well, kind of, can I have an amen? But we can play golf all the time. Can I have, we know God's into that. Can I have an amen? Give the Lord a hand. We know that. But thank God for the up north. And, uh, in fact, I'm preaching up there in a couple months. And um, thanking God for it. But, you know, but, you know, but people make so many differences and separations. But you know what? When you realize that somebody loves you for who you are, has paid an awesome price to change you to who he wants you to be, and has cleansed you from all sin and unrighteousness, I don't know why we should not embrace the difference. We are salt. We are light. In fact, you know what that's amazing to me about light is this just, you know, light has no opposition if it's on. You ever thought about that? The darkness doesn't fight it. It's not like you turn on a light and all of a sudden that darkness is just like going out of the room real slow. Now my stepdad, uh, Roy, I loved Roy. Roy's a good man. Roy used to pick up my son, I mean my brother, and he would tell him, he'd say, I'm so fast, I can jump in the bed before the light goes out. And he, and he would jump and do stuff. I mean, he was, he was, just, he was just fun. And he would like, so my, my brother was like, he said, Roy would say, now watch this. And he would hit the flight and, and make a noise. I'm in the bed. I'm in the bed. I'm already, I beat it. I beat it. 
Well, he didn't see that. He didn't do anything. He just jumped. Can I have an amen? Because you can't beat the light. Light's fast. But light has no opposition. You ever watch those movies and the superhero guys and they've got that, you know, they're doing, and the, light, the darkness is, compa- uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. You turn light on, goes on. Let's just do this. Michael, black it out. Whole place, black out. Watch this. It just goes away. All of a sudden when the lights, where's it at? Maybe they ain't working. There we go. Now, the only thing, it won't be totally black because of this. But you notice it just got dark in here. But now turn it back on, back where we were. There's not one bit of darkness that's fighting it, that can't stand it. That th- there's not one bit of darkness that is able to withstand that light. Can I have an amen? amen? Now parallel that to you. There's not one bit of darkness through the name of Jesus that's able to withstand you. There's not one, all you have to do is shine. Now who in here has ever sang that shine? This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Come in, whoever. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. I'm doing my youth camp days. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. What's the next verse? Hide it under a bushel. No! I, that's what we did at youth camp. We came in. We always did. One time I took a, we had just finished the youth camp. We had 200 kids, and for some reason, we'd never done this before. All 200 kids hit Burger King at lunchtime. And buddy, these kids have just come from a Holy Ghost youth camp. They are fired up, jacked up. They are ready to go. They are ready to witness. Just, and so we're, we go in um, lunchtime. And not every of them, but probably a good hundred of them ate there. So here's a line just going out the door of teenagers. You know what they're doing? They are singing this little light of mine as loud as they can. Not everybody was happy. Can I have an amen? Not everybody received that, but they didn't care because they weren't letting their light be hidden. And I mean, it was funny. And what's funny was, uh, actually the manager fussed at me because I should have control of my teenagers. And I looked at her and I said, well, ma'am, I said, I see uh, a lot of college, I mean, high school pictures here. I said, I'm pretty certain you don't fuss at them when they come in and bring money in. I said, but I can promise you this, we will never come back here ever again in my life. I said, I will make sure my youth kids never spend another dime in this store. You know why? You don't receive me and you're gonna treat my kids wrong, we never come back. What's funny is we had two sheriff's deputies sitting in there watching this whole, because she kept calling it a commotion, this whole commotion. And you know what they were doing? They were thankful for teenagers that were loving Jesus acting respectful. Now, again, and they weren't being disrespectful. They were just being loud teenagers. All teenagers need to be hitting the head with the hammer somewhere to calm them down. Can I have an amen? But who in here knows that's what teenagers do? You know, just to make fun of parents. And, you know, my two-year-old's just so stressful. We're in the terrible twos. Now, here's a parenting thing. You should never say terrible twos or, or tra- trauma threes or whatever. They're just a kid. That's all they know to do. This is all a two-year-old knows to do. Let me just act it out. That's it. They just run around, they grab, they sit, they do, they touch, they, they taste, they stick anything in their mouth. Luke used to love to eat Barbie shoes. You know, Sarah Mom would leave their little Barbie shoes, we'd find them, dig them out. I mean, you know, I mean, that's just all they do. When I was two, I didn't have a epiglottis, which covers your windpipe. 
And so I, my mom, they had to be real careful with that. I was eating dog food. They found me, I was crawling around, in the, and my mom had always had a dog, and I'm over there eating the dog food. I guess it was healthy, I didn't have any problem. And thank God it went down right, because it didn't kill me, could have. But I was, I didn't know, I, you know what, I was two. But who in here knows that we don't, we really shouldn't criticize that. We gotta discipline, we gotta do all that. But we don't fuss at a two-year-old being a two. Now that's something else about Christians. I mean, I don't like being around vulgarity and constant cussing. That's not my lifestyle. But I'm not gonna be mad at somebody if they are. I was with a bunch of uh, police chaplains one day and they had us in the gun simulator at Henry County. And you know, they got those simulators now and they have these uh, glocks and they fire, uh, it's got a nitrogen cartridge. So as you shoot, it, it feels just like a real gun. Well, they have somebody running the computer and you can shoot. Personally, I wish every person in America could go through that and see what a police officer deals with in that split second moment so that you can realize all the danger and the choices they have to face. I got to go through one one time. Yeah, I shot the homeowner because he had a gun pointing at me and I'm having, I'm like, put it down, put it down. He wouldn't do it. And finally he raised it up to shoot at me, so I shot him. Now there's got a guy behind there and he's controlling all this. And I said, man, that was a good shot, wasn't it? He said, you just killed the homeowner. He goes, the criminal's in the bedroom. You didn't even see him. Oops, can I have an amen? <laughs> Thank God it was video, amen. But, but we're in there. And so there's all these chaplains here. Now we're chaplains, we're pastors, we're ministers. Well, they're playing these videos. Let me just say, this is a very accurate video, language-wise. Very accurate video, language-wise. Every curse word you can think, and especially the really bad, bad ones, are all on it. The moment the video hit the bad words, I watched, because I love watching people, every cop in that room did this. Now, at first, they're all just looking at us and just, you know, they're, they're proud of the equipment and proud of what it is or how they can train officers now. Don't have to go to the range, get the same training, don't have to, don't have to spend money on ammunition. And I mean, they're all just happy. And all of a sudden, that guy starts cussing. Every, every officer in there goes. They wouldn't make eye contact with any of the preachers. They almost wouldn't make eye contact with any other. And bless his heart, Pastor Lee, he's retired now, Pastor Shiloh and McDonough, he walked up there and uh, they asked him to say something. He said, well, I'm just gonna say this. There's language on that video I've never heard in my life before. Now he's like 65, 70 years. I, I, just, I just don't know how to take this. I just, and it, we all started laughing. I'm telling you, some of them officers were about to die. They were so embarrassed. I don't wanna be around that, but you know what I found out? Heathen people just heathe. Sinner people just sin. Ungodly people just ungodly. That's all they know. I don't know why we get upset with that. Now sometimes when it's inappropriate, naturally. When it's in a place where it shouldn't be done, naturally. But you know what, just because somebody's acting that way, doesn't it offend you when somebody, no more than a dog licking me all the time. Dogs love me. Dogs love me, I don't understand it. I don't like dogs as much. I, let me say this way, I don't like dogs as much as dogs like me. Let me go visit my mama, both dogs would be on my lap and on top of me. I'd look at my mama, I'm like, why? Why is this happening, mama? Why? I don't want them licking me. I don't know what they've been licking. Can I have an amen? I don't know if I wanted them, they'd just sit there, they'd rub me. They'd, they, 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 
I really don't get aggravated with it. You know why? That's all they know. That's a good dog. And when it's my good dog, now I've had a couple dogs that I loved and lost and that's too much hurt and pain. I don't want to do it again. Can I, does everybody understand? So I mean, I get that. But I'm telling you, that's a, I don't get mad at a cat. Now cats are weird creatures. Can I have an amen? I like cats because they're autopilot pets. They can feed themselves and go to the bathroom and do all that stuff as long as they got it out. But you know, cats just love you when they want to. And then most of the time, they don't even care about you. You could be on fire, and as long as it's not affecting them, they wouldn't care. I don't understand that. But you know what, I don't get mad at it, that's a cat. You are salt and light, and you should never be concerned with what somebody else thinks about that. That is who you are. We should never try to fit in. We should never try to be uh, like everybody else or woke. We need to be who we are, salt and light. Now light expels darkness, but salt can be, who in here knows a little salt's good? But who in here knows a lot of salt? That's a whole nother matter entire. Can I have an amen? But you are the salt of the earth. So you also don't need to be too strong, but you do need to be seasoning. You need to be noticeable. Now saying all that to say, I love that passage where it says that we are a city set on a hill. Now, I remember that mostly because of Ronald Reagan, who was one of my favorite presidents. But Reagan used that quote a lot. That quote actually became famous in 1630 from a guy by the name of John Winthrop. And he was one of the Puritan uh, settlers. And he, um, he actually read, he wrote this prayer. I want to read this. We shall find that the God of Israel is among us, when 10 of us shall, shall be able to resist a thousand of our enemies, when he shall make us a praise and a glory, that men shall say of succeeding plantations and generations, the Lord make it like that of New England, for we must consider that we shall be a city upon a hill. The eyes of all people are upon us, so that if we shall deal falsely with our God in this work we have undertaken, and so cause him to withdraw his presence from us, we shall be made a story and a byword through the world. What's amazing about that settlement, which is actually, as I understand, the second settlement in New England, of, uh, when John Winthrop came, that settlement that he established, and he was like, he was like governor or assistant governor, what do they call that? Lieutenant governor, like 18 times. I mean, he was very influential. That almost every city or outgrowth of that initial one all had strong values, had strong uh, civic duty, had strong principles of freedom, that, that was, if you will, a city that was set on a hill. It became the example by which others were judged by in that area. Now, who in here knows that we should be the example by which others are judged by? Amen. Give me a good amen. amen. We are the example. I, I got a book over there. I, uh, I would find it and just read it. So when I'm uh, 17 years old, I cut school for a week to come down to a preaching conference in Atlanta, Georgia. I don't know what the heck was wrong with my dad bless his heart I thank God for it he let me drive from Charlotte North Carolina to Atlanta Georgia at 17 by myself 64 Volkswagen checked into the uh, hotel right near the Omni this is back in the Omni days went to this uh, convention service it's Kenneth Copeland convention and I got to I mean, just had a ball that was my Christmas present from my dad uh, that I got to cut school 
My dad actually, I actually had a note. They didn't even have religious exemptions back then. They do now. And it, my dad, so I could have an excuse to absent then, please excuse my son for a religious event he will be attending in Atlanta. And they did. And so I'm down there. And so I met this woman who was a songwriter before she got saved for Marty Robbins. Her name was Karen. Wish I could find her. She may be gone. She was probably in her 50s then. And um, that's been, must have been 40-something years ago. And she wrote in this little book. It's one of these Bible promises books. And it, should, it just goes on. But it ends with this statement. And, and, and it speaks to me. It has spoken to me since I'm 17 years old. You are the establishing witness in your life. Amen. Now, see, you have to carry that through, that you are the establishing witness. Now, who in here knows that cities take effort? Right now, there's a big problem in America. If you hadn't paid attention to it, you just hadn't watched the news. In America right now, there are um, cities out west that have just been overrun. The state of Oregon actually has, I think, about a 65% regret for legalizing drugs because now all of a sudden they're facing the outcrop of that and drugs are so rampant. Fentanyl deaths are all over the place. But there are cities, one of them is San Francisco. They say right now you cannot recognize certain parts of San Francisco from what it was 20 years ago. There is homelessness that is rampant. Drug usage is rampant. Uh, somebody actually shot a video the other day and, and there's just in the street, there's people, I mean, getting high in the street. No, nobody's doing anything. And then you can tell they're just, they're just dazed. Now who in here knows cities shouldn't be that way? Cities should be safe. During Roman times, this is something amazing. If you were a Roman citizen, you could walk from one end of Rome to the other end of Rome with ever fearing anybody would ever do you bodily harm or rob you if you're a Roman citizen. Now, if you weren't, you're at the mercy of anything. But you know what Rome did? They had values. They had laws. And if some Roman citizen was hurting the city, oh, they just burned the city. Now, who in here knows that... Um, Rules like that make everybody kind of walk a little more tighter, a little more circumspect. But there's cities, and it takes effort to make that city work. I mean, I just think it's funny when people think, you know, we can just stop doing things. It takes organization to make a city work. It's amazing to me what public utilities take to work. It is amazing to me the amount of work it takes, which is a bad, dirty, four-letter word in 2023, work, can I have an amen? Uh, That's almost cussing in some realms. But it takes a lot of work to make a city operate effectively. Now, as a church, we're a city. It takes a lot of work. But you know what? But like right now, in certain cities, because people have not worked, do not want to put in the work, it just falls apart. I ain't doing this to toot my own horn. I'm just making the comment. In my neighborhood, we have an HOA, Homeowners Association, and it's voluntary. Uh, there's about 400 homeowners. Uh, only about half of those are members. Um, and I am the president. I am the president for one reason and one reason only. Nobody else wants to be president. Now, I know that. Nobody else on the board wants to be president. I don't want to be president. I have more than enough in my life to keep me busy. Can I have an amen? I got a, a good God. I got a good family. I got a great church. I got people to take care of. I got things to do. Got, you know, I got, but I know if I don't take it over, 
uh, this is a year ago, two years ago. If I didn't step in, it's gonna fall apart. Who's ever seen a neighborhood that had an HOA that don't anymore? There's one in my, in my county, Rockdale, that was one of the premier neighborhoods 28 years ago, 25 years ago. It is now one of the dumpiest neighborhoods you've ever seen. It's because nobody took initiative or cared enough to put any effort in. At the same time, I am also the pool boy in my neighborhood, meaning I maintain and take care of a 100,000 gallon pool. Why do you do that, Pastor Chris? Because if I don't right now, no one else will. Somebody asked me, they said, why are you doing this? I said, because I value my property. I said, now the day I move, I don't care. I said, I don't care if it falls down. I don't care if the state drains the dam. I don't care, I'm done. I said, but as long as I'm here, I'm fighting for my neighborhood. I will fight to keep my neighborhood. I'm gonna make sure it's maintained. I said, I'm gonna be one of the guardians on the wall. I'm gonna be one of the guys y'all don't sometimes like because I'm gonna fuss. I said, I want it right. I, want to, I don't want it done right because it's right and I want, I want you to do it right. I said, that's why. I said, somebody has to do it. I said, are you willing to do it? Well, no, I don't really, I, I ain't got time. It amazes me the people who will walk up sometimes to other people. You know, you ought to do this. Well, I work a 40 hour job. I, you know, I'm divorced. I got, have to take my kids. I'm gone every something week. Well, what do you do for a living? Oh, I've been retired for about five years. Well, why don't you do it? You know why? Sometimes it's laziness, sometimes it's just that they don't value it. But again, when you value something, now I'm not saying that, I'm just making a comment. There's sometimes you just step up and do it because it's the only thing to do. You do it because you have to do it. You do it because it's right. I wanna ask you a question. If you're walking down the street and you found an orphan kid, what do you do? Ain't got no, you don't know where their mom and dad is. What do you do? You change plans. Your day's just ended. I mean, I mean you, it, it, everything's changed at that moment. That child needs to be taken care of. That child needs to be looked after. You need to make sure that child's safe. Can I have an amen? That, that, why do you do it? Because you do it. That's what's right. Because we are light and because we're salt. Right. So I want to challenge you in your life today. There's sometimes you just need to step up. You just need to rise up. Um, when you do something and say you're going to do something, do it. Do now what's funny is I actually, I actually have to I have to deal with an issue. This is an HOA thing. And uh, it's funny because I got a nasty letter about it. Nasty letter. And basically, I'm a racist, mean, old fogey. That is the cleaned up PG-13. Now, it's the PG version. Can I have an amen? I'm just... What's funny is I got looking on the records. The person who wrote that letter isn't even a member of the HOA has no right to even question anything we do or even ask us to do anything and basically has been trespassing for two years. Now see, that's my point. The people who are antagonistic to the work of God will always complain about you. No matter what it is, Satan will always stir some, so you can't be moved by that. You just have to do what's right, do it right because it's right and stay at it. It always pays off. Doing what's right always pays off. Being the city that's on the hill always pays off. I'll close with this. I had a friend one time years ago, and I learned this from uh, some family members. He was going through a divorce. Now, the divorce was not going well for him because the uh, ex-wife had money, and so she's hiring lawyers 
and the lawyers are playing shenanigans and so he's having to it. Well, who in here knows kids don't understand reality, but they do understand gifts? Okay, so this is just me being honest as a pastor. I've seen this, for, just as a man, I've seen this all my life. You let one of them, husband and wife, have money and one of them not, this one will start buying the kids. If you come visit, I'll get you a motorcycle. We'll go to Disney. And this one here is just doing the best they can. Well, you got a kid who's seven, eight, nine, they don't understand money. They don't understand that this one's working two and three jobs and this one's having everything given to them by family. And you understand that? So they're having to deal with that, this, this situation. And they can't really do it. Now, not only that, this one here is lying about that one. I've seen that all my life. You know, they didn't love me. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. And so those kids believed everything the money told them. And it's heartbreaking to be on the phone with somebody who's older than you and you're, you're a young pastor and they're crying because their kids won't, won't even talk to them. And yet they've done everything they can. I told him, I said, I said, I'm gonna give you some rules right now if you're divorced. You, you ought to write this down if you're divorced. You know somebody, this, this always works. It will always work. I said, number one, you never lie to your kids. I said, you don't tell them knowledge which isn't theirs. I said, but if they ask you an honest question, I said, you give them an honest answer and don't lie. I said it this morning. I have spanked my kids only because I told them I would, but just though I would not be a liar. Because I told him, I said, I'm never gonna lie to you about Jesus. I'm never gonna lie to you about anything else. I said, I will spank you. Only now, because I told you I would. You should never lie to your kids. Can I have an amen? I said, so don't lie. They ask you a question, be honest. I said, number two, I said, you love them regardless of how they treat you. I said, you put in the time. You go to the ball games. I'm just using this as examples. I said, you go to the recitals. I said, you send a Christmas card, you do the, I said, if they won't even talk to you, I said, you, you send cards. I said, do your best. If they won't cash a check, send them a check for their birthday. I said, if you don't have any, I said, do the best, write them a letter. I said, write them a letter every week. Can I have an amen? How I many you know if you love somebody, you'll do it? Don't give me grief and stuff. Oh, I just didn't have time. I was just busy. Oh, shut up. You want to do it bad enough, you'll do it. I said, but this one here's the biggest one. I said, you always love them and you're always truthful to them. And I said, and you walk righteous before God. I said, here's the, here's the secret. I said, and God will turn it around because he honors that. And I, this is honest truth. In 37 years of full-time ministry, and I've been preaching on family stuff for probably 32 of that. I've never had this not work, not one time that I've had, if they'll do it. And he did it. And he now has a great relationship with all of his kids and his grandkids. And we all kind of see that maybe not everything they were told when they were younger was true. What did he have to do? He had to be the city that was set on a hill. He had to continuously walk out what he said. It's hard to be honest sometimes. Can I have an amen? And that's one thing about Yankees I do like, northern people. They're just blunt sometimes. I remember being in a church. This guy walked in with a tie. And somebody says, is that a new tie? Yeah, he goes, yeah, man, it sure is. What do you think? This guy looked at me and says, my gosh, that's an ugly tie. I'm telling you, he goes, I don't even know why anybody buy that tie. And I thought, oh my gosh, this, is, this guy's gonna start crying. So, you know, I'm judging about it. And he looked at me and he said, well, I like the tie. 
I don't care if you like it or not. He said, well, I don't like it. All right, you want to go sit down and have church? Amen. I mean, it's like they didn't care. They didn't, didn't bother them. You got to be the establishing witness. You got to speak it out. And sometimes it's hard, but you got to be it. And you got to act like it. Can I have an amen? amen? Why? Because that last passage says, so they will know you by your good works. I promise you right now, I didn't know it when I was that age. But I know it now more so. I'm shocked at the people from high school who contact me on Facebook for prayer. Shocked. And now they love Jesus. Amen. And I had one the other day, I might cry during this one. And they were going through a time and I just wrote something on their page. Told them I was praying for them. And they wrote back, and I wasn't even really close to them in high school that much. I mean, we, we were friends, you know what I'm saying? We didn't run around all the time. And they wrote back and they said, well, I'm so thankful that you're our, our guide and our friend at this part in our life. And I thought I'd have been happy with friend. Can I have an amen? Because I never thought I was accepted much. And they all love me. But they all know I stand for one thing, and that's Jesus. Can I have an amen? And I'm not backing off that. Jesus has done me very well. Jesus has always done you very well. But you know what? You have to walk like you live in a relationship with it. And I want to challenge you. Be the city on the hill. People are watching you. We'll get into it some more a little bit. There's actually parts where uh, Paul told Timothy of the times that we live in and the times that come and the tragedy of those times. But yet at the same time, he tells him that the reason why he's supposed to do these things is so he and those people can be seen. You know, um, I forgot which guy it was who said it, but he said, you know, um, preach the gospel and sometimes use words. Now, I don't like that in a way because all preaching is words. And it is the preaching of the gospel. <coughs> the Bible says, how shall they hear if there's not one sent to preach? There has to be the words of preaching of the gospel. But our life and our example should follow that. Can I have an amen? amen. <coughs> if you will, bow your heads with me. Father, I ask you right now, in the name of Jesus, to help us as an individual, to help us as a family, and to help us as a church be a city that is on a hill. Help us be examples of disciplined leadership, of disciplined disciples. Of, 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 of intense followers with Jesus. Help us be people that are known by the salt and the light that flows out of our life. And Father, I thank you right now that we're more, more known for mercy and grace than we are for harshness or judgment. Thank you, Father, that you didn't come into this world to condemn it, but that you might rescue it according to the book of John because you have loved us so much. Right now with nobody looking around, you might be after this sermon and you might say, you know what, Pastor Chris, I'm not being the light I should be. I've not been the salt I should be. I have hidden my light under a bushel. The truth is, and we don't preach this much in 2023, Jesus did say, if you're ashamed of me in front of me and I'll be ashamed of you in front of my father. That's the truth of the gospel. That's the truth of the word of God. But that, all that means is it calls for us to be bold as a lion and to stand up with righteousness. And if you'd say, Pastor Chris, that's me, I have been, been ashamed. All you have to do is repent. 
and rededicate your life to live an assault and light example. And again, that doesn't mean you're confrontational. You don't even, you know, that just means you walk it out. That doesn't mean you give explanations. That means you walk it out. But if you say, Pastor Chris, that's me. I need to, I need to be more salt and light. And you, and you, and you may have everything. You, you may be salt and light now, but as I've been preaching, there's something in your heart that says, I need to fix that. I'm, I maybe need to change that. I need to change those words with somebody. I need to ask them for forgiveness. I need to speak to them. I need, I need to fix this. There's, there, there's that area. I just got to fix it, Pastor. If that was you, hold your hand up. In, in the house or online. If you're online, email us at prayer at gracesummitchurch.org. Right now, I want you everybody to pray this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I, commit I commit to Jesus as my Lord. Jesus is Lord. And I believe, I believe that, Jesus that Jesus is always committed to me. I thank you right now, Father, for your power at work in me to make me salt and light in my individual life, in my family, and in my church, and to all the world. We will shine Jesus, we will show forth Jesus, we will preach Jesus, and we will receive Jesus in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Oh, I am one. All right. Well, amen. Don't get quiet on me out there. After all that, remember who you are, right? Who are we? Salt and light. There we go. There we go. We already forgot who you were. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So you redeemed, bought with a price. Oh, yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God, right? All right. Well, shifting into something a little more no, closing-ish. All right, let me, let me have the uh, closing announcements. All right, always, uh, connection page, if you're a visitor today, please, uh, the pastor will be in the room across the hall. Uh, I don't see any visitors today. A couple up, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Semi-visitors, sorta visitors. We'll still count you. All right, next one up. All right, small group, of course. This is always Sunday at 945 in the, uh, the room across the hall as well. Um, thank you, whoever brought the Krispy Kreme donuts. I hate you. I love you. Um, all at the same time. There we go with that one. Thank you very much. All right, the uh, the women's group. Now, this is very. My wife comes to this. I um, I quote quote maker right. They come to this one. This is always good. I know it's very 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 good because they run me off when I come down here. Right. So it's very very good. All right, and of course, our Wednesday Bible study always uh, 7:30 on Wednesday. These are very, these are very, these are very good. I usually catch them a little bit later. I usually have to get the rerun on these, so to speak. Uh, but the pastor puts a lot of time and effort in these, so so join in. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, range day, of course. We do this a couple times a year. Uh, this, of course, will be on the 27th, uh, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Sorry, I know I said 1 a.m. last week. Uh, if it's 11 a.m. to 1 a.m., bring lots of ammo for that one. But this is only 11 a to 1 p. Uh, this is down the range down on, on uh, 42 North, uh, just north of McDonough. Been there before. If you've never been there before, there is a, uh, a safety video you got to watch. So those of you who attended the, uh, the basic sun t- sun, uh, gun safety class, I'll get it out in a minute, uh, then uh, this will be a good follow-up on that class. So please come down. All right. 
Uh, and of course, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, Independence Day, July 2nd. July 2nd starts at eight. Fireworks are around, around nine to 9.30-ish, ish. Um, uh, even despite my wonderful wife's uh, grousing, yes, all the fireworks are in the garage already. Yes, I've already got them. We're ready to go, ready to go. Yeah, she says, why do we have to store them here in the garage where the car and the gas are? I'm like, yeah, you know, the Lord's with us. All right. Well, we have a special presentation. Clarissa, come on up. Bring the family. I was going to say something horrible like Clarissa wanted to confess all of her sins before the church, but we're not going to do that today. So, all right, here you go. Hi, guys. I just wanted to present a quick gift. This will be quick to Pastor Chris, and it was to Pastor Lisa as well. So, um, so hey, my church family, I love you guys so much. I just wanted to quickly present to Pastor Chris and Lisa a gift from my family. At first, I was going to give it to them privately, but I was led to present it publicly because our testimonies and faith should always be shared and allowed to silence the opposition. I wanna thank you and your family for being who you have been for me and my family. Who are you to us? Our pastor, as the kids say, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. One that we love dearly, a man who is unapologetically a man of God, a male figure to my daughter that, and my nieces and nephew, and they enjoy to be around you and they look forward to seeing you. The first church that they look forward to coming to. Amen. A great friend to my family, a caring, considerate person that genuinely cares about our well-being. A man of humor and life should always have laughter. A man who does not fear to address in his sermons avoidable topics. Pastor Lisa, you tie it all in and with such grace. You are the bow to our blessing of the Gift of Grace Summit. How blessed are we beyond measure? Such a welcoming family inside and out of the church. A church family doesn't get any better than this. Amen. So thank you for choosing to be obedient and for the sacrifices that you make for each and every one of us. It doesn't go unnoticed and we are so grateful. You both are a force of balance that all need to witness and be a part of a great example of what it is to living a godly life. Thank you for giving me the strength, guidance, and confidence I truly needed to walk in my own anointing. It is because of your church that I've cultivated such curiosity to dive deep in seeking the Lord. Speaking of anointing, please understand how powerful yours is it has such a divine course of sowing seeds that commands us to want more. More of God, more knowledge, more wisdom, more kindness, more discernment, more faith, more out of life. You wake the dormant and you heal many. So thank you for healing me because the impact in my life has been profound. During a dark moment in my life, I used to go to a boba shop around the corner from my house where they have a prayer wall. And I used to write my prayers and stick them in the wall. So now, because of that and because of you, I present to you first, let me get the small gift. Take it out for me so I can read it real quick. 
I kept asking God, I don't know, just give me a gift to give him, right? So this first one is for you, and it is a boat, okay? And it says, Pastor Study. So the pastor study is a symbol of the calling of the Christian minister to be the shepherd of a flock of God. Here, sermons are prepared to feed the congregation on God's holy word. Here, the work of the church is planned so that the congregation may grow in grace, grace summit, and bear fruit in fellowship, teaching, and witnessing. Here, you will always find a friend and a counselor in the time of need. The pastor will not be surprised at your sins, nor judge you in them, but always invites you to share in the wisdom and love of God, the knowledge of forgiveness of sins, and the saving grace of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You are always welcomed with your pastor. So this is for you. Amen. And so when I was talking about the boba shop and I was put the prayers, it helped me so much. And I said, I want to gift you and Pastor Lisa, but gift the church as well. So we present to you this prayer boat. So I present to you this prayer boat for Grace Summit because you are the captain steering us through our faith, through our storms, providing the hope we need to always push forward and elevate your pastoring guidance holds the key to unlock our accountability and the responsibility that we have for being God's children so may God continue to bless you and your family and your church and its members and beyond so this basically I have to get the paper but we could write prayers and stick them in the boat okay so thank you. We love you. <laughs> thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Clarissa. All right. Well, amen. Well, after that, it's hard to top that one, so we'll just dismiss. Have a good day. Go with the word.